Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Well, if you have your Bibles, whether you get them electronically or in book form, now's the time to take them and open them to that passage that I hope some of you at least have taken the time to memorize as we have been going through this over the last five weeks. Today, we draw everything to a close, and I'm looking forward to this one, not just because we're ending, but because uh, I think it really does wrap all of these things together. Let's read this first, and then we'll jump in and look at this final characteristic of God as we, as we read. Here we are again in Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7. The Lord, and uh, there if you see that in your Bible, it's all caps. That, that really means that what the word there is, is Yahweh, the name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the father of Jesus. Yahweh passed before him, him would be Moses, and proclaimed, Yahweh, Yahweh, a God compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for the thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity and transgression and, and sin, yet by no means clearing the guilty, but visiting or attending to the iniquity of the parents upon the children and upon the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. And once again, this is the word of God for the people of God here and online. And our response is, thanks be to God. Well, if this is your first week with you, I want to make sure you jump in uh, and you're ready to go with us here on this final week. But I would encourage you, go back. All of these are online on YouTube, on our Facebook page, or in our podcast app. In all of those, you can hear and catch up and see if you're interested in these two verses and diving deep. Uh, go ahead and you can listen to those. But we have been studying over these last five weeks the character of God, the Father of Jesus. And not only that, but then we have looked just a little bit deeper to see what is the call to carry his character into the world. That that's what we are called as a community of believers to do. That these characters aren't just something we learn about God, but that God enables those characteristics to be in your life and in my life and in our life as a church together. And we are called to carry that character out into our world, into our jobs, into our homes, into our schools. And so God is faithful to do that in our lives. We have been looking at this in week one. We looked at the tough one, the slow to anger, and yet this seeming mixed message of a God who visits the iniquity of 
the parents, upon the children and the grandchildren to the third and fourth. That was the toughest one. We wanted to do the heavy lifting right away. And so if those verses kind of disturbed you, go back a month ago and listen to that first one in our series and you'll you'll be able to understand what real goodness is in those verses. The second week we looked at compassionate. The third week we looked at a God who is gracious. And last week we looked at a God who is filled with loyal love. This week we wrap everything up and if you've been following along or just reading it today then you already know that we're going to look at a God who is faithful. That God declares that one of his characteristics is that he is faithful. He is full of faithfulness. So we're going to dive into that, but first I want to ask you a question that kind of deals with the opposite of that. How many of you have ever known a fickle person? Go ahead. I mean, it's okay. It might be sitting next to you. I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we might call them bandwagon people, you know, they, they, they really have no idea, you know, maybe it's a sports team and all of a sudden this team that you've never seen them wear gear, you've never seen them talk about that team, but all of a sudden that team is going well and all of a sudden they have all the gear and they're cheering on and they're trying to quote statistics and they're saying the name wrong and, you know, all that kind of stuff you just see and then when that team loses you never hear them cheering hear that team again i I mean maybe that's that's one (laughs) go did i hear go tigers oh man wow i'm a pirates fan so we'll just say we'll say that but if you're unfamiliar with what it means to be fickle a fickle person is one who frequently changes their loyalties their interests their affections sometimes we know these are just people (laughs) And this happens. Sometimes, though, we can see this when people are leaders. I remember hearing a friend of mine who was a minister of music. And he was being called by a pastor. And they had done interviews and all of these kinds of things. And and my friend was about to sell his home and move to another state and, and to move down there. And he was just about to list it when he got the call. From this pastor who had said, yes, we're interested. We want you. You're the right person for the job. And he called and said, I'm actually going to another church. And my friend was like, do you realize that I just about sold my house, moved to another place to lead and help here in this church, and you would have left? He felt like, oh, so fickle. What is going on there? Sometimes, though, and this is the worst, what happens if you've ever experienced a fickle boss who wants you to do something one way and you spend hours and countless time just working on that project in just the way they wanted you to work on it and then you present it and they don't like it and they want you to do the complete opposite of what you've just been doing and then when you do it that way, they don't like that one either and they come up with a brand new way for you to do it over here and you just go back and forth because you can never know. They change what they want. Over and over and over again. That can be difficult. If you've ever experienced this kind of fickleness, then you can begin to understand what it's like when that person with all the power is fickle 
it leads to anxiety and frustration. And if you've ever experienced this kind of anxiety and frustration, then you can begin to understand the anxiety that was around all of the ancient Near East religions of the time that this was declared to Moses. The children of Israel would have spent centuries surrounded by this kind of anxiety and frustration as they were captives in Egypt, who had a pantheon of gods. And we're not going to go through all of them, but you begin to see what this looks like. Those gods were very, very fickle. You never knew what you were going to get. Were you going to get blessing from those gods? Or were you going to be broken by those gods? And you never knew who you were going to offend. And what made it worse is these fickle gods would sometimes get into it with one another. And so you're just this little tiny person and you're trying to please this person. You're trying to please this person. And it's anxious and it's, it's frustrating. And, and you could spend all of your days going from this god who might deal with the rain and you're a farmer and you need that. Or this god who deals with fertility because you need to uh, have some children to help you work the farm or you need your crops to be blessed or you need more cattle or more goats or more sheep and you go there and you do that and if you don't do something right that fickle god might get offended and might cause calamity for you do you see what kind of anxiety that might provoke in the people of that day and age and then can you see how radically different and good it would be when Yahweh sets your people free with all kinds of power and incredible miracles and leads you out and comes down on a mountain in fire and fury, you're probably wondering, oh no, how are we going to learn to live with this God? What's the anxiety going to be? wonder what He's going to want from us. I wonder how He's going to fit into this whole pantheon. And He declares that He is faithful. This is going to be different. I've never heard of a God declaring that he would be faithful. So we probably ought to look just a little deeper at what faithfulness means. Are you ready to do that? All right, grab a pencil and paper. You're going to want to write some of this down. The Hebrew word for faithful is the word emet. All right, let's say that together. Ready? One, two, three. Emet. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. Emet. And because we do things in threes here, ready? One, two, three. Emet. Emet does mean faithful, but it can also mean something that's true. There's just a little bit of trivia for you right here, but, but emet is also related to the word that sometimes we say around here, and that is amen. It means true. Now, it doesn't happen as often here as it does in some of the churches that I've preached in in the South, where, you know, preacher is preaching something, and you believe that what that preacher has said is true. Someone might dare to say, amen, that's right. They might even shout it, amen. You know, and it, you know, at first, first time it happened to me, I was preaching down on Skid Row in Los Angeles at a church, and man, 
Somebody jumped up and shouted, Amen! Scared me to death. I stopped preaching. But once I realized that what was going on, man, it was powerful. They were right along with me. Amen. Amen. We'll move on. That's, that's just a little, little trivia for you. But emet, faithfulness, really has to do with consistency. Now you think about this. Because the things that we know to be true are usually true because we have experienced that truth consistently now this might be a silly example but let me try and show you how truth and consistency work together in our world there is a an overpass just right up here about a half a block that goes over 94 right on oakland drive how many of you drove over it today on your way to church quite a few of you i drive over it at least once or twice a day coming and going back to the hospital now i i believe That it is true in the fact that it will support my vehicle. It will support all the vehicles that happen to be on that bridge at the same time. And I live because I know that consistently day after day that has happened. Not once have I felt like that bridge was wobbly or shaky. Not once have I heard about it falling onto 94 and crushing people. I believe that it is consistently true that it will support now if i had heard that like every fifth day it falls over and gets rebuilt you better believe that i'm going to take the long way around (laughs) but emet says something is true and it is true because it is consistent it is there it happens and i experience it that way Now, what does it mean to say that God is emet? I love what Dr. Carissa Quinn says when she says, to say God is emet, faithful, doesn't just mean that God tells the truth or stands for the truth, but that God is consistently true to his character. That we've been talking about in all of these weeks together as we've looked each week. And so this means that by finishing with faithfulness, Yahweh is saying that he is consistent in all of the previous characteristics that we've been talking about over these five weeks. It means that Yahweh is emet slow to anger. He is faithfully slow to anger. He's not quick to anger like the other gods might be. He, he, Yahweh, is emet compassionate. He's not just looking out for himself, but he's looking out for your needs. And he does that faithfully, consistently over the long haul. Yahweh is emet gracious. He's not just looking for what he can get, what sacrifice are you going to give me, but he is willing to sacrifice to give to you and to me out of his great abundance and faithfulness. Yahweh is a met loyal loving. He's not just looking for what he can punish, but he is looking for what life he can bring out of your life. Even if it might feel a little difficult and it might stretch you and might, he is loyally loving. He is faithfully loyally loving you in the midst of all of this. Yahweh is faithful to his character. He is not fickle like the other gods of that day and age. This is good news. And all that Yahweh calls us to do is to trust. 
Now it's interesting. These words faithful and trust, they are related when you look at them in the Hebrew language. Trust is the verb form of emet. And it is the word we're going to learn today, he'emin. Are you ready to say that together? Ready? One, two, three. He'emin. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. He'emin. And the third time to get it into your subconscious. Ready? One, two, three. He'emin. And he'emin means that you consider someone stable, consistent, and true. So emet is about deals with that stability, that consistency, that truthfulness to their character. To trust, to he'emin, is to consider and believe that that someone is stable, consistent, and true. These work together. Yahweh is emet. We are called to be, say the word with me, he'emin. We are called to he'emin, Yahweh, to trust the one who says he is emet. We believe, and this is important, this was new when it came to Moses and the children of Israel way back when, that we were going to have a faith, believing that the one who created everything and the one who sustains everything is consistently compassionate to us. That person is consistently gracious to us. That person is consistently slow to anger with us. That person is consistently loyal in love for us. And that person is emet. God is emet faithful. And we are called to be, say it again, Amen. We are called to trust that he is faithful. Now the Bible is full of people who trusted, who ha'amined God. We see way back, Abraham was the first. And if you were to read in Genesis 15, 6, God had made a promise to Abraham that even in his old age, he and Sarah would have a child that would become a family, that would become generations that would be difficult to count like the stars in that night sky. And the Bible says there in Genesis 15, 6, and he, Abraham, believed. And the word there is our word. Say it with me. He'emin, Yahweh. And Yahweh reckoned it to him as righteousness. That's a, that's a funny phrase, but what does it mean? It means that they were going to be right related. In other words, when Yahweh, who is faithful, made a promise, and Abraham he'emined that promise, believed it, trusted in Yahweh, that the one who made the promise would be faithful to bring it to completion, Yahweh says, yes, this is how me, God, and you as created human beings are to live. This is good. This is right that we will build this trust together. Later on, David was a man of He'emin. He was a, a man who trusted Yahweh. He He'emin Yahweh over the giant Goliath. And he went with Five smooth stones. 
and came in the name of Yahweh. David also, I mean, Yahweh over King Saul. When Yahweh had told David that he was going to be the next in line, he did not take it upon himself to violently overthrow Saul. He, I mean, he trusted and waited for Yahweh to make that happen. Now, we can't go into all of the examples. But both of these examples, mean for a time. And then things got difficult. And they both stopped meaning God. When the circumstances got rough. David, when his marriage was contentious, did not mean God with his marriage, but sought the pleasure of another woman, which led to murdering her husband, which led to and led to and led to. Abraham meaned God, but then when they went to Egypt, was worried how they would see him and tried to get his wife to lie on his behalf. Amin only went so far as the circumstances. So as we move in throughout all of the Old Testament, we see that people have moments of Ha'amin, and the circumstances get rough, and they lose Ha'amin, and yet God remains emet, faithful, over and over and over again, to be compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, filled with loyal love, and He is faithful through it all. And in fact, the embodiment of this faithfulness we see in Jesus. And Jesus begins to show us the greatest example of He'emin to God. We see this on the cross when Jesus, in the worst way you can kill someone, in the worst of circumstances, cries out, filled with He'emin, saying in His final words, Into your hands I commend my spirit. I am He'emining you, Father, right now. In this circumstance, I don't see the way out. I don't see how it could get any worse. It couldn't be any more painful. But I am commending, I am giving you my life back. I am trusting you. I am all in, He'emin, you. And I believe that you are emet. You are faithful. And friends, the re- Jesus dies trusting in Yahweh's emet. In Yahweh's faithfulness. And the good news is that Jesus' resurrection proves God's emet, God's faithfulness. Because in the circumstances when it couldn't get any worse, even in the worst of circumstances, this God, Yahweh, is faithful and can be trusted to bring new life even out of what seems like death. That is good news. And we are called, because of Jesus, that ability to trust, to mean God, is now given to us. Because His Spirit of He'emin now empowers your He'emin, my He'emin, you online, your He'emin. That we are called in and we can now, regardless of the circumstances, He'emin, that this God is emet. Faithful through it all. 
And we can lean into even the most difficult of circumstances, trusting that he is loving, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, and filled with loyal love. That's good news. We can trust Yahweh's faithfulness when everything and everyone in the world is fickle. There is one who is faithful, my friends. So here are the tough questions that we've been wrestling with towards the end of every sermon. We start with the church, with us, as as a group of people who gather around this God who says about himself that he is faithful to be compassionate and gracious, faithful to be slow to anger, faithful to be filled with loyal love for us. He says he is faithful. The question then is, are we, church, a community of Ha'amim? Are we a community that trusts in the faithfulness of our God? Now, the good news, the good news as your pastor is that in many ways I can look out and see what's happening in, the, in our church and say, yes. There are some beautiful ways that I see us as a congregation meaning God, trusting in God's faithfulness. One of the ways that we do that is we, tr- we trust God for healing. We ha- mean God for healing. Every time someone calls me, I, I, I want to say this to, to all of you and those of you online, never hesitate to call me to pray for healing. Every time you do, and the phone rings, and, and I answer it, and people say, oh, I'm sorry, I know you're busy, and, and no, what's, what's wrong? Well, something, I, need your, I need to pray for this situation. Do you, do you know how I hear that? I'm like, ah, oh, Amini is growing. <laughs> because we're trusting that even though the circumstance looks hopeless, we serve a God who is faithful. And he will be with that person. He will be with us as we travel with that person. I love when I get to see that we are meaning God for healing. I think we trust God's presence when we worship. That we come in here not, not just to see our friends and family, but that when we come, there is someone here who we encounter. Not just me, not just teaching, not just our friends, not just our family, but God is here. And we mean that he is faithful in our circumstance to show us love, to show us grace, to be slow to anger with our weaknesses and our struggles, to loyally love us and to faithfully do all of those things. When we gather for worship, I think it's beautiful. I hope next week you come with a new understanding that I, I'm, I'm getting up this, this Sunday. I'm I'm he- mean. I'm I'm getting there. Cuz I want to be in the presence of the one who is faithful. And I know I've had a tough week. I know it's been a struggle. I know work has been awful. But I want to he- mean. I I want to be in God's presence. And I'm going to come and I'm going to sing songs until I know them to be true. About him and to him I am going to sing. I'm going to pray. I'm going to bring my requests to him. I'm going to hear from his word. And I want to see it lived out in my life. I think that's beautiful when we gather. 
We also, I see, mean God through our giving. I've seen this grow. I want to pause here for good news because I know some of you never read your bulletin. And even though it was in the bulletin, I want to declare it from here so that you can hear it. And that is that we have reached our generosity journey pledge goal. That's good. Let's celebrate. Yeah. Now, that's not just, oh, yay, we can do this, these things. This is ha- I mean. We raised or have pledged to raise $100,000. It's going to be exciting. We're going to celebrate. There are 100 grand bars out there in the lobby right after church. Just grab one on your way out and enjoy it. Save your little, your little wrapper and put it somewhere where you can see it and say, that is mean. We trusted that God was generous. And therefore, and that God would, ha- I mean, that he, would, that he would provide. He was met, faithful to provide. So many of you gave. We had 67 different families or individuals who gave out into this generosity journey. So now we get to ha- mean that those pledges will come in over the next 10 months. But it's exciting and we should celebrate that we're seeing He'amin of God's graciousness and generosity grow in our congregation. Now, as a pastor, are we perfect there? Not just in giving, but in our He'amin? Well, there are some areas where we could still grow. Me included. I don't have a chance to go into all of them, but let's just go ahead and say, election season is coming next month. And let me just ask the question, are we trusting God's faithfulness or are we going to trust fickle politics and politicians? You don't have to raise your hand or answer that. It's a good question to wrestle with. You want to see Amin grow in your life? See where that needs to grow in you. But I've always been trying to move us from the corporate to the individual and experiencing this. And I want to ask those of you who are individuals here and online, I don't know all of your circumstances, what you came in the doors shouldering or carrying, but did you need to hear about God's faithfulness today? Did did you need... To say that whatever is happening for you today, are you ready now to begin to trust the God who is emet, who is faithful with your situation? Whatever it is, whatever you came in carrying today, are you willing to say, to dare to risk, to dare to let He'amin grow in you, to trust the God who is faithful with your relationships that can be so difficult and so life draining are you ready in that difficult relationship to say i'm going to trust god to show me it through his loyal love is is being slow to anger his graciousness his compassion i'm going to trust that he is going to be faithful to show me what to do in this relationship with your kids, parents, or your grandkids, 
grandparents? Are you ready to bring them and your worries and your anxieties and your fears and your pains and your wounds and your hurts around your kids to say, oh God, I need mean to grow in me. I want to know your emet, your faithfulness today with your job. We spend probably more time at work than anywhere else on the planet. It's a sad truth. It can be a difficult place. Are you ready to let Amin grow in you? To trust the God who is faithful? If you're not of working age yet, school, kids, that can be just as difficult. Are you ready to ask God to increase your he'emin, that you might trust in His faithfulness. And then ultimately with your life, with all of who God has created you to be, with all of the many gifts and talents you have been given, and with those gifts and talents, the struggles and the troubles, And the problems, are you willing to trust today that God is faithful? And I'm willing to give all of who I am to this God who has faithfully given all of who He is for me. Folks, I want you to write this down. If we could capture this entire sermon in one sentence, here it is. When everything and everyone else is fickle, God remains faithful. When everything and everyone else is fickle, God remains faithful. We used to sing a song, and I think this is how we'll close. We used to sing... Great is your faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, Thy hand has provided. Great is Thy faithfulness, Lord, unto Thee. I'm going to have Deb come and just play that for us. I'm going to invite you to stand as we close in prayer to this God who is so faithful. What an incredible way to wrap up this series 
and move into a series on Colossians talking about the supremacy of Jesus and all that God has done in and through him for us. I hope you're planning to be here uh, over the next month or so as we dive into this great book. But let's go to him in prayer. Father, thank you for your emet, your great faithfulness in how you are compassionate and gracious, how you are slow to anger, how you loyally love us stretch us and move us in every circumstance. Today, I pray for any individual who came in with a heavy burden that they would dare to mean you today, that they would dare to trust in you, that they would dare to bring their circumstances to you, their jobs to you, their children to you, their relationships to you, that they would bring their very life the good, the parts that they see as bad, and the parts that they see as ugly. May they trust that you are faithful and lay down their life. And may they hear you like you said to Abraham long ago, this is how we are to live together. That I am faithful and you can trust me. And may we become a community that exemplifies He'amin, trust in you, the one who is faithful. Send us out from this place filled with joy and hope because we know and have experienced the God who is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, filled with loyal love and faithful. We pray these in the name of the Father who is for us, in the name of the Son who is with us, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who is in us, one God forever and ever, and all God's people said, Amen. Would you receive this blessing? And now, my friends, my family, here and online, I pray that this week you will experience the faithfulness of our God. May it increase your he'emin, your trust in Him. And when the circumstances and people feel fickle, may your eyes constantly be fixed on the One who is faithful. I pray this and send you out in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Go in His faithfulness. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us online. Pray God's blessing upon you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.